Broken Bulbs is a proud member of the Create Fine and is produced by Mecco Radio. Looking out of the window of the hospital across the fields to the town where I was born, I realised that I'd walked over those fields many times over the years and I'd never once been grateful for being able to walk until I lost it and realising that I'd not been grateful to the people who are now helping me and not even grateful for the fact that, you know, I grew up in the UK, never had environmental disaster or famine or war and freedom and opportunity to do so many things. Alex Williams here to welcome you back to Broken Bulbs, the show for entrepreneurs, creators and builders who need to keep it real. Today, I'm joined once again by Lee Chambers, formerly on episodes 10 and 54 of Broken Bulbs. Lee is a psychologist and coach who helps people reach their full potential, their well-being goals by taking a look at the person as a whole, not just one little individual aspect. He's also an entrepreneur who regularly appears on other podcasts and in other media, but he also lost his ability to walk. This is a crazy story coming up after the break. Hey guys, real quick before we get into today's show, I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening and thank you for all the ways that you offer support, whether it's through reviews or sharing it with a friend or family member who you think would get something out of this episode. If you want to find more ways to support us, you can go to mechoradio.com slash support. That's M-E-C-H-O radio.com slash support. Again, that's mechoradio.com slash support. And with that, let's get on to today's show. Lee Chambers, ready to talk about another one of your broken bulbs? Oh yeah, this one's big, Alex. Yeah, I, I'm curious to hear the the story of this and, and what happened and, and how that experience um, was and, uh, and and dive into it. So let's, let's talk about losing your ability to walk. Fill me in uh, what happened and what effect did it have on you? Yeah, so if we wind the clock back to 2014, I had a successful business. I was, you know, financially quite well off. Me and my wife had bought our first house. Uh, my son was 18 months old and my wife was six months pregnant. And I'd just turned 29 and I was thinking, what can I do that's irresponsible before I turn 30 and become the father of two? I said, I got a year until that happens. And unfortunately, all of a sudden, my immune system started to attack my joints. And within five days, I went from fully mobile, fully independent, playing team sport, to being in a hospital bed with both my knees locked in place, my shoulder by my ear, and my wrist swollen up to the size of a football, bigger than my hand. And I didn't even know how to process that. I was in complete shock at the time and an awful lot of pain. And through that, I then started to realize what had happened Suddenly, I've got all these people coming to help me do basic things. I couldn't show myself. I couldn't go to the toilet. I couldn't even feed myself properly. And that was difficult. I initially felt frustrated. I felt despair because all of a sudden, I had lost my, you know, I'd lost my independence. And that feeling inside, it was challenging. But I knew that I had to express those negative emotions. I couldn't suppress them. Otherwise, they would come back in the future and cause me psychological problems. So I just tried to process those as well as I could. I started to feel grief 
for my mobility and my physicality as a young man. And the fact that I wanted to play with my children, my own son looking at me, wasn't speaking yet, but his eyes were like, Daddy, why can't you play? And I knew in that second week that these negative emotions, I'd let them come. I'd talk to people about them. I'd tried to process them as good as well as I could. And all of a sudden I hit upon something that really was life-defining looking out of the window of the hospital across the fields to the town where I was born. I realized that I'd walked over those fields many times over the years and I'd never once been grateful for being able to walk until I lost it and realizing that I'd not been grateful to the people who are now helping me and not even grateful for the fact that, you know, I grew up in the UK, never had environmental disaster or famine or war and freedom and opportunity to do so many things business, healthcare, education, you name it, I'd had an opportunity. And the truth is that failure in my health, it changed my perspective because I then knew I had to take ownership of my own health outcomes. I needed to be proactive in my recovery to get back on my feet and get back walking again. I get discharged from hospital and my daughter's born and I hold her there in my arms knowing that she's going to be walking soon with no boundaries or expectations on when she's going to do it. At some point, she's just going to get up, fall over numerous times, but she's going to keep going. And I knew I had to get back up and get walking, that it wasn't going to be just a straight process. I was going to have my ups and downs. But if I tracked it, if I was consistent, and if I actually anchored into the fact that I want to be walking with my daughter when she's walking, the power of why is incredibly powerful and incredibly, you know, tangible feeling of emotive connection to why you're doing what you're doing so on those mornings I was in pain I was stiff I didn't want to do my physio my exercises most of the time I just realized that if you do what you feel you're not going to get back up on your feet so you need to do what you want to become which is a man who's walking again those actions all align with that. And then how will you actually feel? You'll feel good because you're not lying to yourself saying that you're going to get back on your feet, but then not doing it because you don't feel like it. And through that, it took me 11 months to get back on my feet walking properly again. And I walked a mile and aided. And I'd had some issues with my spine through that period that set me back. But just again, that realization that it wasn't going to be a straight line. Life isn't a straight line upwards in anything and for me that really now defines the work that I do because I assist other people through adversity and challenge I help them build resilience and look at things from a mindset of growth abundance and experimentation and that's absolutely vital because I was up there and managed to walk when my daughter was walking and I'll that's not something that I can really ever tell anyone in a way that it doesn't to show them that picture of us walking together and the little journey of the pictures from me holding her in a wheelchair and gradually the more and more pictures of me becoming more right as she grew. That tells pictures tell much more of a story than I could ever articulate in words. And yet it took my health to fail for me to actually align and realize that the video game business that I had wasn't my passion, wasn't what I truly wanted to do and the impact that I wanted to make. It was to go out and help people with their health behaviors, 
with the psychology and help them to build lives where they thrive, where they don't have to go through crisis to realize they can anchor into what they truly want to do, look at where they can be purposeful and really look to, you know, build a mindset where they see things as challenges instead of threats, where they see the opportunities and obstacles, but actually look at the whole picture and realize that in life, everything is interconnected. Nothing ever works in isolation. Yeah. I mean, how true that is. I'm, I'm curious, obviously this is, you know, something that had such a huge impact on you. Uh, but I've, I, I've noticed um, people are very quick to get back into their normal routine. I mean, uh, last night, as I've told you, we had a power outage. And so the power is out, the lights were all off, nothing was working. So I sat around with my roommates in my apartment. We told stories, we sang songs, we laughed, you know, for hours because, well, what else were we supposed to do? Uh, today, it's back to normal. I'm sitting in my room recording podcasts on my computer, my roommates playing video games, you know, and so we get back to normal so quickly, despite seeing these these nice changes and having these realizations of this is wonderful, like I've learned something here. So what is it that you do to remind yourself that being able to walk across that field is a blessing. And you mentioned your children. What is it that you do to instill in them that, you know, these moments, these things that we get to do, these are blessings? Yeah, so it's very much become a practice of gratitude because that real shift in uh, mindset change. I mean, at the time, I obviously had the business and so the external world was very successful. But if you've ever tried to transfer from a wheelchair into a lovely four by four SUV, what you'll find is you feel like an idiot because it looks great, but you can't get in it. <laughs> and it's just little things like that. Just the gratitude for experiences, the gratitude for people. And actually the fact that all of a sudden, if things, when things have been taken away, we automatically become grateful. But you can build gratitude like a muscle in your mind. The more you practice it, the more you see, the more capacity you have to utilize it. And I started to write things every day that I was grateful for. And suddenly I started to see more. And gratitude then linked into celebration, where you actually start to celebrate the small wins on the journey. In fact, sometimes you celebrate the fact that last week I could actually take less steps, but this week I can take more again. And you actually look back and realize that, yeah, this week wasn't great, but look where I am compared to four weeks ago. And you actually start to find ways to, things to be grateful for, ways to celebrate the small wins and the small, you know, the small losses on your journey. Because sometimes those small losses are what help you see how much you've improved because again, it's not a straight line. And the ability to celebrate when you're on top of the mountain and down in the trench is what will get you back up onto the top of the next mountain because you'll still have your head up. You'll be looking to the skies, thinking about the potentialities and what you can possibly do. And for me, the ability to keep seeing that and helping my children understand that they've seen me show resilience, even though they're only young, they still understand that, you know, at one point, looking back on those family photo albums that we have, where we still have physical photos, they see my little journey then. And still to this day, we speak about, you know, these things are challenging. 
what you're doing at the moment is hard. You've got to practice. You know, you gradually practice and you'll never be perfect because perfect doesn't really exist, but you can try to be optimal. And, you know, now my children are seven and five and I'm instilling every day just these little things. But now, comically, because I've done that, children at seven and five are incredibly curious, ask lots of questions, and more than anything, will call you out as a hypocrite if you don't align to what you're saying. So now I've got two mini accountability partners, and every single day they keep me in line, even if I'm not behaving. (laughs) That's awesome. I think that's probably the best thing uh, about kids is that, you know, they, they, they don't have these... Uh, deeply rooted social ideas of oh no no don't don't say that don't don't ask that and they're making sure that you their dad especially you as somebody who's teaching them to you know be grateful and to pay attention to all these wonderful things that they have i i love that they're keeping you accountable at the end of every episode we leave a chance for for you to share with us what's worked for you um or what's working now for you the 1000th try the bulb that is hopefully not broken so what is that and where can people find you yep so my blog my socials and my work and workshops are all available on www.essentialize.co.uk and at leechambers.org fantastic i'll have links for all of those in the show notes for people to go and check out uh thank you once again for joining me thank you alex and thank you for listening take ownership of your recovery from whatever it is have a why to guide you and push you life is short make the most of it i feel like i'm just shouting platitudes but it's true and always 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 be grateful for what you have If you want to hear more from Lee, you can check out Broken Bulbs episodes 10 and 54. I've also linked additional work of his in the show notes. So huge special thank you to Lee for joining me and being willing to talk about his Broken Bulbs. And of course, if you want to support Broken Bulbs and the rest of the work that I do, please visit mechoradio.com slash support. That's M-E-C-H-O radio.com slash support. That's M-E-C-H-O radio.com slash support. Or click on the first link in the show notes. Broken Bulbs is produced by Mecco Radio. And we are, of course, a proud member of the Create Vine. I, Alex Williams, was your host. The podcast artwork is by Bethany Gustafson. And the music we use is by Brian Claxton and Wesley Thomas. Oh, and thanks again for listening. Mecco.